It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Shuckery on this Friday morning. Today on the show, we're going to take a look at what the Hawks did in the draft last night. Shockingly, the media gets it wrong again. And this is the series we've been all waiting for with the Atlanta Braves. It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked on Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked on Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. We welcome you into Hitting Hard with John Chuck on Locked on Sports Atlanta on this Friday post-NBA draft. We ask you to head over to YouTube.com, put Locked on Sports Atlanta into your browser. When you find our page, subscribe and leave us a comment there. Of course, we're free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Odyssey. You can always find us and download us for free. And of course, leave us a five-star review and follow me on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. Well, as I said, we have the NBA draft wrapped up. So, Last night, the Hawks, um, look, I, I know everybody was expecting, and we're going to talk about this coming up the next segment. Oh, John Collins going to be traded. Oh, okay, how'd that work out? So I, I, I said on the show that I always expected them to pick 16th, and I didn't expect them to trade John Collins last night. I, I didn't think any of those things were going to happen, but again, we'll talk about that coming up in the next segment. So what did the Hawks do last night? Well, with the 16th pick, they stayed and they picked A.J. Griffin, a guy who maybe fell a little bit. Uh, I know he said at the press conference last night, he expected to be drafted a little bit higher. What's interesting about this pick more than anything is this is a guy the Hawks did not work out. Now they did interview and they'd have talked with him, but this is a guy that they did not bring in to work out. And when you consider how many prospects, honestly, that they brought in for workouts and it's not completely unique. Let's understand that the number one pick in the draft, Paulo, he didn't work out for the Orlando Magic. And it was a little bit of a surprise when he was taken. So it's not unheard of to draft a guy that you didn't bring in for a workout. Maybe they thought he wasn't going to fall that far. I don't know what the situation is, but you would think that he'd have been a guy that they worked out. Do I read the tea leaves into this? I, I, I'm going to say it like this, based upon a few things I've heard and talking to some people and this, any other. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a pick that they don't move in a future trade. Now, as far as Griffin goes, how does he profile? He's an excellent shooter. That that's his big thing is that he is a terrific perimeter shooter. He can, you know, he's a uh, a catch and release 
three-point shooter. I think he was one of the top guys in college basketball last year in the high 40s from the three-point line. No doubt about it. He's an offensive-minded player first. Defensively, he doesn't profile the way that you would like. He's got some issues, maybe not as quick with his first step defensively. He's not really good getting around screens and things like that. So I'm not saying he's a complete one-dimensional player, but certainly his strong shoot is to catch and jump and shoot and score, and that's really what his role was you know, at Duke. I mean, he was not their lockdown defender by any sort of the stretch of imagination. So that's fine. He's a really good shooter. He's one of the con- considered one of the better shooters that was in the draft. But when you think about the idea of they didn't work him out and, you know, you wondered about whether or not they would stay at 16, I'm not going to be surprised at all if the Hawks don't move on from this pick. I'm not going to be surprised if he's not a part of a package in a later trade, in a future trade. So whatever that is doesn't really matter. But you know, when your skill set is you can shoot the basketball and you're a good perimeter, you know, shooter. Okay. That, that is a valuable trait that there are a lot of teams that are going to work on. And look, he comes from an NBA background, right? His dad has been an NBA coach. Uh, You know, he's been an assistant uh, with Toronto for several years and things like that. So, you know, he does have that high basketball IQ. He's got that pedigree that you would like in an NBA player. I just get the sense though, that, He's a guy that they will probably move on from. Now, if he does stay, I think there's a real good chance that he would be on this roster. And I know, I know what everybody's going to say, well, you know, Nate doesn't play rookies. I get that. They got two rookies from last year that barely got on the court. But I don't think that he, I think because of his skill set, and especially let's say they keep him, but they move on from Bogey or Gallinari and things like that. And he is a long wing. So, I mean, he's got the seven-foot wingspan, right? He's got the good height and everything like that. So, he's got those measurables. If they move on from a bogey or Gallinari, I think he stays up here. I don't think he goes down to the G League. I don't think he ends up in in College Park and plays for that team down there and spends a season, you know, down there like Johnson and Cooper did last year for the Hawks. I think he's got a shot to make the roster and he could actually maybe provide them a little bit of bench scoring. I mean, that's one of the things that if they decide to move on from a Gallo bogey, what have you, you're going to have to improve that scoring off the bench because it's not been one of the things that the Hawks have been really good at over the last few years. You expect Lou Williams to probably move on, even though he wants to play in the league, he's going to probably move on from the Atlanta Hawks. So you're going to need somebody who can come off the bench and at least give you some offense. I think AJ Griffin could be that guy, but again, I think that he's going to be part of a package that they move on from. Now, the other pick that they made was at 51. That was uh, and they traded. I should say. I mean, let me let me clear that part of it up. They had the 44th pick. They traded it and a couple million. Uh, they got a couple million bucks in cash back. And at 51, they took Golden State's pick, which was uh, Tyrese Martin. He's an interesting prospect. I mean, he's out of UConn. Comes from a great program, right? I mean, comes from you know top tier program in college basketball. Not a bad score, but he is a pretty good defender and he's a pretty good rebounder. Let's be honest; he'll be down in the G League. Um, so, you know, again, I don't, I, I don't expect him to be up with this club right now. You know, he's he's a guy that's got some work ahead of him and things like that. But he does a couple of things well that the Hawks, I think, 
would like to see, and that's he can play some defense and he can rebound the basketball. So he can work on a scoring and everything like that when he's down in the G League or, you know, what have you. He's another kid that's got the nice size and everything to him, six foot six, right? So he fits the profile, right? It seems like everybody in the NBA draft nowadays is somewhere six four to six eight and They'll got the big, long wingspan, and you're trying to find all those wings and things like that. So am I mad that the Hawks didn't trade out of the number 16 pick? Not hardly when I told you that that was what was going to happen from the very start of all of this. There was, It didn't feel like that there was going to be any deal that was going to just blow the socks off the Hawks and make them want to move. And, you know, we heard that they're getting out of the Rudy Gobert discussion. Awesome. I'm all for being out of the DeAndre Ayton discussion. Our front court was not our problem last year. We didn't. It wasn't that we had incompetent rim protection or center play last year. So before I start paying more than twice as much money for that position, I'd rather focus on the other things that I need to get fixed. Does AJ Griffin fix anything? Does Tyrese Martin fix anything? I don't know. I mean, you know, if Griffin can learn to play some defense, maybe he can help and things like that. But if you're a really good shooter and teams are looking for a prospect or they're looking for something in, that's a good attribute in a trade package, then being a really good three-point shooter would be that, right? Like being one of the best shooters in college basketball or maybe the guy who is considered the best shooter coming into this draft. Maybe that's something that is attractive and valuable to other teams uh, out there. I was kind of hoping that Jalen Williams would fall to the Hawks. Um, he's another guy that has got good length and the big wingspan and, you know, can play both sides of the basketball and is pretty good defender. But, you know, they went with a guy that they thought fell into their lap and a guy that they feel like if he stays, he can help. But based upon some of the things that I'm hearing is that this may be using him in a trade package later on. So I think the draft was fine. Um, I didn't have a lot of expectation. I've said if they could find a role player and a guy that helped them contribute off the bench or what have you, I wasn't expecting a starter, wasn't expecting a star. If that all happens, then that's a bonus, right? But I was just basically looking for a guy to come in and maybe kind of help fill a role. If Griffin can score the basketball at this level like he did in college, maybe if they move on from some of their other perimeter shooters, he's a guy that can help them out. All right, when we come back, shockingly, the media got this all wrong, though. Let's take a look next at what the blue check mark media has missed out on here of late in Atlanta. It's hitting hard with John Chuckery on Locked on Sports Atlanta. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Welcome back into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Reminding you, head over to YouTube.com. Find our page there in your search browser. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Of course, free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Download us and, of course, leave us a five-star review. And follow me on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. So let me see. John Collins ended up being in Atlanta last night. He didn't get traded, huh? Really, let's go down the checklist here of the most recent stories of note 
in Atlanta, the surrounding area that the blue checkmark media told us. Let's see. Um, Deshaun Watson is signed, sealed, and delivered to the Atlanta Falcons. How'd that work out? Is he here? No. Okay. So they missed on that one. All right. Here's what we were told about a month ago. Well, you know, it's down to UGA and Bama for Arch Manning that it's come down. Those are the final two teams. Arch Manning is going to either Bama or Georgia. Uh, he went to Texas, right? Yes. Okay. So we missed out on that one. Then last night was John Collins is going to get traded before the, the start of the draft. The, the Hawks are, the Hawks are desperately trying to move John Collins. Well, yep. No. And the reports are is that, you know, he'll be here for a while. Now, again, the blue check mark media will throw a celebratory party if in a month or two John Collins is traded because, oh, we told you, we told you. Forget the fact they said it was going to be draft night and everything else that goes along with it. Remember when I tell you that don't believe what these media people tell you? Don't buy into what it is that they're trying to sell. We've discussed this a lot about John Collins. What sense did it make to rush into a deal or get involved in something that doesn't make sense. Now, a couple of things we heard. The Sacramento Kings deal, that was basically not even including the number four pick. It was basically Harrison Barnes for John Collins. What the hell would I want that deal for? If I'm the Hawks, why would I want Harrison Barnes? What's that going to do to my roster? What would Again, is he coming in to sweep the floor? So that trade made no sense. And then the DeJounte Murray. Well, they want a King's ransom for him. He's their best player. He's young. He's a star. He can play both sides of the basketball. And he's cheap, $17 million. Why would I give him up unless I'm going to get a King's ransom back for him? So the, the story was that they couldn't, the Hawks couldn't come up with the price. Yeah, because they don't want to sell off the franchise to bring a guy in. And, and this is the thing. Now the talk is, well... How does John Collins come back to the Hawks? They've got to move him now. Wait a second. Who was putting out all the stories and misinformation about John Collins? I don't remember. I've talked to the general manager. I've talked to the guys, the president of the basketball operation. I don't remember hearing a single word out of those guys saying that they're looking to move on from John Collins. And last I looked, I've not read a single thing from John Collins about the idea that he wants out of Atlanta. If he wanted out of Atlanta so bad, why did he sign a five-year, $125 million deal last year? if he wanted out of Atlanta so bad. Could have worked out a sign and trade last year for him if that's really what they wanted. If it's the quote-unquote DeAndre Ayton situation and he wants out, could have done that last year. See, none of this stuff makes sense when you start to dive into it, right? It doesn't make it, oh, well, they got to play. What? Why? Again, I'm not against moving John Collins, but it better make sense. This better be a move that really does improve my basketball team, not Harrison friggin' Barnes. The hell what I want him for? For what? So again, this idea of, oh, they got to trade him and they got to make a move. Why? They're going to move up in the draft. Why? What sense does any of this make? But leave it to the blue checkmark media, brother, big old checkmark there. Oh, they're moving Collins. Oh, they got all these deals in the works. Nothing. If, if John Collins was part of all of the different deals that we heard, you mean to tell me if they were that interested in moving him, not one of those deals could have gone through the John T. Murray, the Portland Trailblazers, the Sacramento Kings, this team that we heard the Celtics. So we've got nine teams that are in the mix for John Collins and they couldn't find a trade by draft night. I don't, my gut, and I'll be wrong about this. That's fine. My gut tells me that 
they don't want to have to move on from John Collins. They want to find a package or a player or something that makes sense without giving up the farm and, and depleting your roster, taking you know two steps back to take one step forward. I don't think that's the mindset of this team. Well, they're going to end up not doing anything. What would you rather them do? Would you rather they do nothing or make a bad move? That's the thing I ask is, okay, are you making a move for the sake of making a move or are you making a move to legitimately make your team better? You know, you can say, well, they better not run it back. And I and I understand and agree with that, okay? But running it back is either going to end up with the result of last year where they barely could find their way into the playoffs or it's the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> that They ran it back last year because, I don't know, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. They were two wins away from playing for an NBA championship. That's why they ran it back. Yes, I understand in hindsight that wasn't the right decision, but that's why they did it. I would rather they run it back than to just flolly a you know a bunch of you know players and picks away just to not get better. Harrison Barnes ain't taking you to the Eastern Conference Finals. That trade would make no sense. It was out there though. It, the blue checkmark media had oh yeah Sacramento Kings want a deal and here's what the deal is and okay makes no sense whatsoever, does it? Now, you think any of the blue checkmark media are pulling a Mia Copa this morning? Well, you know, we thought Collins was going to get traded, but that was our bad. We got bad. No, they're just going to move on like it never happened, huh? Oh, John Collins get traded. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got, he, now we see some of the blue check. Well, you know, they're, they're, the Hawks are still going to trade him. Hawks are still going to trade him. Okay, where's the deal? Supposedly, they're out of the Go Bear sweepstakes. That'd be a big one, okay? Again, I've told you, they're not going to be in the Bradley Beal sweepstakes. That's not even a trade. That's a free agent signing. So you don't have to worry about that. So who's the guy? I mean, are, are you giving up the farm for DeJounte Murray or are you going for Donovan Mitchell? Because at this point, that's the only two guys that whose name mixed into anything would make any sense whatsoever. They're literally, at this point, doesn't seem to be a name unless Giannis or somebody's going to come up. What do you think the chances are? Yeah, here, I'll put this out here. You know, the Hawks are looking at Milwaukee and they may want Giannis. Um, I'm hearing from my sources that, um, you know, John Collins and Kevin Herter for Giannis. So yeah, I could put that out there too. I can put all that nonsense out. I have sources. I've got people that I talk to. I've got people, you know, with the organization. I, you know, I do the same thing, but it's all a bunch of, you know, bunk bull and malarkey. And that's not a law firm. So again, you won't get a Mia Copa from the media. Doesn't matter how many times they just keep getting information wrong and information wrong and information wrong. Like I said, I was at Hooters in Acres Mill the, the day that Deshaun Watson, I was doing a live show and I was with another host and a producer and we were all getting information from people. Oh, Watson's coming to Atlanta. Watson's going to be a Falcon. The deal is signed. His agents come in. They got the contract signed and this and the other. Okay. How'd that work out? Anybody say that, well, we got it all wrong? No, of course they didn't say all that. Oh, you know, well, well, he was, uh, that was one of the teams or whatever. No, it wasn't. You said it was going to happen. So don't, first off, message. This is my PSA to you. Don't believe and buy what any of these guys start selling you. Use your judgment and your common sense. Listen to what common sense tells you about it. Listen to, by the way, what we read you from Travis Schlink the other day about it's not going to be a major overhaul. And if you make a mistake in a trade 
or a free agent where you've got $150 million, it's hard to bounce back from that. Listen to his words about what they're doing. Don't get frustrated because I saw that last night. Well, they're same old Hawks. They didn't make a deal because they didn't make a deal on draft night, make a bad deal. That doesn't make sense. Making bad deals doesn't make your team better. Bringing in a guy that you overpay for doesn't make, that's why I say, I don't think DeAndre Ayton makes your team better. I don't think Rudy Gobert makes this team that much better. Not based upon what I have and what I get, what I have to give up and pay. It doesn't, the math, the, the, the common sense math doesn't work itself out. Will John Collins get trained? Maybe. What's going to happen if he's here come training camp? Well, you know, the, the Hawks are still pursuing him. They, they may do a trade deadline deal. Miss me with all that. I'm mean, sorry. The blue checkmark media hasn't gotten anything right of late. That's why you don't buy into what they have to say. All right. When we come back, uh, Braves and Dodgers. This is the series that we've all been waiting for, right? It's hitting hard with John Chuckman on Locked on Sports Atlanta. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Reminding you, head over to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your browser there. And then when you find us, hit the subscribe button to our page. Leave us a comment. Of course, we're free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Spotify, Odyssey, find us there on all of your favorites. And of course, leave us a five-star review. And then follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Well, it all starts tonight, right? This has been the most anticipated series of the season. I'm trying to remember. This has to be one of the most anticipated series, the Braves, a non-playoff, right? I mean, forget the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. But you talk about regular season series, all the hype and drama in everything. Obviously, these have been two of the best, if not the two best organizations in the National League for the last handful of years. Of course, they've met in back-to-back years for the National League Championship Series, right? And they've split that. Dodgers won a couple of years ago. Braves obviously won and won the whole thing last year. And, of course, the main storyline, the focus on everything, is Freddie Freeman's return. Now, I have kind of set some, per- and, and we'll ask you out there in the audience, I've set some personal over-unders. So the over-under on the amount of videos that we'll see of little Charlie Freeman going up and hugging a Braves player and this, that, and the other, I put that at 22,000. So take the over-under on that. I'm going over on that one, okay? Now, the other over-under I set is how many social media posts of a picture of Freddie in the dugout, a video of Charlie, the first family getting his ring, this, that, and the other. I put out the social media posting at an over-under of 77,000 because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be so nauseating. Just I'm already like, like kind of gurgling in my throat and things like that. Just thinking about what this weekend is going to bring or whatever like that. It's a cool moment. I get that. What have you? It's the Dodgers though. And the goal is to go in there and beat their brains out this week. And look, 
you got some good matchups uh, in this series. The game on Sunday will be an ESPN game. Ian Anderson, Max Freed, Spencer Strider. So, uh, you know, you got Urias, uh, Haney, and Gonsolin. Gonsolin's been fantastic um, this year. That's an interesting matchup on Sunday night. Maybe they're a guy who's been their best pitcher. You don't see Walker Bueller, who's been kind of a nemesis and a thorn for the Braves at times, but you don't see him uh, over the weekend. Um, obviously, you know, Kershaw not making uh, an appearance uh, in this series either. So it's a little bit different look for the Dodgers out of it. But don't don't get sidetracked by the Freddie and this and that. And it's fun. You know, embrace it. Enjoy it for a few minutes. But this is this is a great matchup for baseball. And this is, again, you know, what's becoming sort of the, the rivalry in the National League. I understand Giants, Dodgers, and all that. There's some of those historic things and stuff like that. But when you talk about the two premier organizations – in the National League right now, it's the Braves and the Dodgers. Right now, they're the two top dogs, right? With all due respect to San Diego, San Francisco, Milwaukee, St. Louis, the Mets. Pff, yeah, game series. It, the, the league's down to four, by the way, but don't let that you know sway anybody. But anyway, these have been the two best organizations in Major League Baseball. And again, I can't think of a, off the top of my head, a regular season series with more anticipation to it than this. And yes, a lot of it is built around Freddie coming back, but you know, look, he's going to be in the other dugout. And I know, and look, you should cheer Freddie. Why would you not cheer Freddie? Why would you, why would you, you know, if you want to boo Freddie, if he hits a three run homer in a game, whatever like that, then, then boo him then. But when he comes up to bat, He's going to get a standing ovation. He deserves every bit of that. He was the heart and soul of this Braves organization when they weren't very good. He was the heart and soul of the organization when they have been good. This was Freddie's team. You can like that or not like that, but Freddie was the main cog in this thing. I'm not saying he was the best player because that's Ronnie, but much like when we talked about Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, Julio was the best player. Matt was the most important player. Ronnie's the best player. Freddie's the most important player. And now it's obviously transitioning and we're moving away from all of that. So he's going to get a rousing ovation as, as he should. But from a baseball perspective and from a perspective of, you know, keeping this thing rolling and look, the Mets are going to play Miami and, you know, that vagabond organization. And, ugh, you know, again, they, they got a whole bunch of series against Miami. Thankfully that the Astros did their job for us. Right. And kind of help knock the Mets around a little bit. But this is a great series for baseball. And it's why it's going to be the ESPN game. We're looking forward to it a lot. I expect huge crowds. I mean, right, there's there's going to be massive sellouts and things like that. And the media is going to have their massive presence and things like that. But this is a great measuring stick for the Braves. Braves are playing so well right now. Braves are red hot right now. The Dodgers, to be honest with you, Freddie Freeman is red hot. If you haven't seen what Freddie Freeman's done of late, he's been red hot of late. Obviously, no Mookie Betts uh, in this series. He heads to the IL. So that's a, obviously a massive call. You could make a case that outside of Goldschmidt, Mookie may have been the number two guy in the National League MVP race this season. Goldschmidt's been outstanding for the Cardinals, but Mookie, you know, is probably that next guy. Well, the Braves have a guy right now who, shh, don't say this too loud, but, you know, Dansby may be an MVP candidate. Uh-oh. Did we just say that? Or did anybody hear that? Dansby may be an MVP candidate. If you play that backwards, it'll go into your brain and it'll be like one of those things that'll be stuck with you forever at a day and stuff like that. But no, I mean, Dansby's been fantastic and he's having a career year and he's making a case for himself to be a top tier guy. So 
there's a lot of star power, obviously, with these two organizations. Freddie has been red hot. He's starting to find his home run stroke a little bit. You look at all of his other numbers, his ancillary numbers, everything is fine. And you don't think that he's not coming in here motivated to try to hit, you know, game-winning 3-1 homer or whatever and try to sweep? Of course he is. He wouldn't be a competitor if he if he wasn't looking for something like that. So I'm I'm excited about this. I mean, you know, you don't often get a regular season series in Major League Baseball, a three- or four-game set where you feel like you're excited. But the Braves have been so dominant of late, and their June has been so – outstanding what is it 16 and three or whatever it is for the month of june i mean they've been outstanding this month and they feel like that they can't lose and look that was a big series against the giants to take three out of four from them that was a big series doesn't matter how you got there yeah you had seven to one lead and had to hang on and this any other yeah you had to have a couple of walk-offs this week and things like that that's fine you know it doesn't matter again in baseball it doesn't matter how you win look i'm, I'm going to click on espn's baseball standings. Oh, it doesn't say, um, well, the Braves only got a half game because of this. They only scored, you know, this many runs or that. No, you win or you lose in baseball, right? Doesn't matter if you win by 25. Doesn't matter if you win by one. All counts the same in the standings. And the Braves have been outstanding of late. But this is a great measuring stick. And by the way, you know, Max Fried has been as good as any pitcher in the National League. I mean, he's been outstanding this year. Again, 14 starts where half of them, half of his 14 starts now, have been one run or less. That's ridiculous in today's baseball world, right? So I'm looking forward to this. This is a great measuring stick. I hope the Braves kick the crap out of the Dodgers. Remember, this is also the last time that the Braves will see the Dodgers this year. They already played them out on the West Coast. They've got them here. That's it for the Dodgers. That'll be it. And the Braves will start to move on, and they'll get ready for another important series. You get through L.A., you're going to start the week up in Philadelphia. And if the Phillies think that they're any sort of contender, either they're going to have to probably sweep the Braves, worst case, two out of three, or they're going to be done. They're, they're going to be in the rearview mirror, and it's going to be full steam ahead on let's go get the Mets and close this thing down. All right, we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuck for your first listen. We ask you to make A to Z with Mark Zeno your second listen every day as Mark uh, is back, given all of his uh, takes around the Atlanta sports world, opinions you may not like, but you know you got to hear. Check him out. He's free and available on our YouTube page on Locked on Sports Atlanta as well. Also free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Odyssey. We ask you to download it all. Leave us comments, leave us reviews, five-star reviews when you can. And, of course, I want you to give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Have a great weekend. We will be back with you on Monday. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.